0: This is the Drunken Trail Podcast, episode 24, with your hosts, Nick Murrow and Ethan Zook. Hello, everyone. It is another episode of the Drunken Trail, episode 24. The, really? Uh, yeah.
1: Is that how far we're into this? We are?
0: Yes. Wow. I'm your host, Nick Rose, and I'm with my co host, Ethan Zook.
1: Hello. <laughs> I am here. Who had us? I said I kind of broke in before my queue, but I was so shocked that that's how many we've done.
0: Well, it's funny. funny. It was like, and he's on satellite. So, how is it <laughs> over in Kerstakaberdak and Dan? <laughs> Long pause before I answer. Yeah, I always loved that when they were like, uh, you know, when they did the do the shock and all or whatever, and they had, yeah. um they flew out reporters as soon as they could, and they you had this, like
1: five, ten seconds of them yeah. kind of nodding, looking serious, and then it's like, well, well, Anston, this is the issue, you know, exactly, because you're like you're seeing the guy
0: receive what was just said that you already know was said, and he's like, uh huh, uh huh. Yep. Uh-huh. so I think it should have been like one of those times where you have somebody just out in the field send something in satellite but then put something completely just out there just oh yeah and uh your wife is cheating on you and just look at it go uh huh uh huh yeah uh-huh. and, <laughs> and, and we're going
1: to cut to weather
0: and yeah. just like yeah and, and they like and we come back and be like I'm just kidding but have it just enough pause where you guys are like what are you talking about uh, uh, oh 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 ha 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 you know just like, enough pause there But, um, you know, the the thing is, the joke, we could do that kind of a joke, like on on a skit, like SNL or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. It'd be kind of hard to. I mean, but you could definitely get away with it on certain news networks. But, you know, the other
0: other thing is to see how many people actually know about that, especially nowadays with um, using Internet and cell connection over satellite. Mm -hmm. So I remember there was like a distinctive uh, drop in in, uh, video quality, but that's because it was faster audio quality. To do the internet over thing, and uh, that was like in the early 2000s. I was like, Why does this look worse than the 1992? And then I was like, Oh, it's because they were using satellite bad things. So the video was good, but the audio was crap. Now the video is crap. Now the audio is good. And then finally, now we're kind of at a nice little equilibrium. So it's not too much of a delay.
1: Yeah, yeah. just yeah. kind of bouncing around in the, in the, yeah, <laughs> just bouncing back in and forth. In the turfs, Yeah. So, um,
0: For those of you who don't know, maybe you caught us for the first time on episode 24. I'm going to pretend, because we haven't done one of these, like, three intros for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, First, we go over uh, what we're drinking, um, which that's what we're going to do right now. Then we go on some hot topics, like, you know, let's say the SNL thing with Elon Musk, which I didn't watch. And apparently there was some sort of upheaval with uh, Che... Oh my God! I forgot his name. He's got Did, a show now on uh, hBO. that's really good.
1: Uh, is this the guy that got into that's been getting into a lot of trouble lately for things that he keeps doing on s n l? Mm, maybe
0: I don't know he's a lot of trouble.
1: I mean, I think well, I didn't think anything was there like he
0: it, it was actually pretty funny because he got in trouble for something vernacular african american vernacular or something like that uh, in the latest episode like some sort of culture appropriation i'm like uh what really really that's that's incredible i'm like the dude the dude is black i don't know what the hell like what's going on like incredible. how did, that'd be like them saying you're appropriating your culture your did you just say your cu-
1: yeah No, that's incredible. You know, I'm
0: appropriating pierogies. So, anyway,
1: um, what are you drinking, man? So, I think for maybe the first time on this show, I'm actually drinking wine. Oh my God. We chose the same thing. We didn't even talk about it. Right? Twinsies. Right? We did not coordinate this. Not at all. Yeah. it's, but yeah, I'm drinking wine, and the big thing is. So the last time we reviewed, like I know this is the Drunken Trail podcast and all, but like the last time we recorded, I got, had woke up with a wicked hangover the next day because I got home from work and just went straight into recording this and drinking. Well, you did drink a lot of bourbon? I did, and I got way drunker than I meant to. Those are fun. Um, Those are fun. I mean, yeah, it was fun till <laughs> the next morning. Your wife has to deal with you. I'm going oh, to yeah. bed what you're no fucking
0: fun (laughs) yeah and and i'm
1: just gonna let you deal with the children for a while and uh yeah we're gonna see how this goes yeah spoiler alert folks it did not go well you were drunk and having to deal with your kids Uh, i've done that too that sucks man i've done that it's not um it's like being called uh, over
0: be like hey man this is your friend you gotta deal with them and you're like dude What? I'm not, I'm not equipped for this. (laughs) You know,
1: it's in all honesty, you know, it's even worse coming home from. So like Melissa and I do now occasionally get to go out on like date nights and stuff like that. Yeah. And we'll like, or we'll go somewhere and, you know, leave the kids at home with a babysitter or whatever. We'll go out coming home from a date night to the kids and having to like coming, having an awesome date having a couple adult beverages, feeling just, you know, a little bit happy and coming home and then having to do bedtime with the kids after such a nice date night and feeling happy is terrible. Like that is maybe one of the worst things ever. Like, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. I oh, really I love my kids. But coming up, like being out there and kind of being just, you know, not feeling not tipsy, maybe, but kind of loose and kind of happy. You're feeling and,
0: good. You're feeling like you're feeling be going good. To yeah. Room. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're feeling good. And then you get home and it's like, ah, uh, and we're going straight from date night to bedtime. And all we're right. Get in the-
0: bed. Come on. Get all in all right, bed. Quick kids, put, toys. Get in the bed. Get, get yeah. The, and it's get in the bed. It's God seriously damn it. Like, <laughs>
1: It's like, yeah, it's like you start out with, you know, Cinderella voice. Okay, children in the bed. 15 minutes later, you're like Batman voice. I should get in the bed. You Maybe, know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And then the really bad part is, is like you're driving home.
1: You got a quarter chub going. You're like,
0: yeah, this is going to happen. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I got kids. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. God, uh, damn they, it. Are the, they are the ultimate cock blocks. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. Yep. Yep. Um, That's kind of nice about like dogs. It's kind of
0: like, all right, go play in the wild. Find a raccoon. Yeah. Go go do something. I don't I don't care what, just go do something. I mean, there's there's parents out there that do that. That are like, okay, kids, our single wide is a little too tough for all y'all. Get out there.
1: <laughs> well, and, and I'll be honest with you, there have been times with our kids where we're just like, you know what? I don't care what you do right now, but you can't stay right here where you are right now because you are driving me crazy. Oh, yeah. Go do something. Find something to do. You know, while while teaching um today like well this is the cool
0: thing about PE teachers um there's a certain point where it's like look it's not teaching anymore it's kind of like just keeping them happy busy and like getting their energy out for the other teachers so you're still in that mode of that you're in a teacher but you're in a different kind of mode anyways it could be actually worse than teacher mode but (laughs) today was kind of ups and downs so today I had this kid who wanted to tell me about how this other ki- this girl was supposed to sit out because such and such said so and it was a teacher and I'm like look they got to tell me that directly I can't just take that from you right and at first he's cool with it then he tells another teacher cuz I have some assistance cuz we have a whole grade level out there and uh, and then he comes to me he's like no he's just, you you understand he really told me he really told me I'm like i you know i don't i don't really care uh, you know if she didn't do what she was supposed to do and that, you you know, you're saying the truth, then she's going to have to okay. deal with that. But she really was supposed to tell. I'm like, fuck, uh, dude, fuck off. <laughs> like, if he was, wanted
1: me to know, he would have told me. That's this what I is said, how like, adults are.
0: Five times. Know? Five times. I'm like, look, I got a radio. I got a phone. And I got him walking up if he wanted to. Don't know what you want me to do, man. Like, he yeah. was just, he was like, he turned into a little first grader Karen. And, uh. Who called the cops and they like cops were like look man, I'm not doing anything about this and the, the yeah, just This kept isn't the car- a crime. You gotta do something. Ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, this isn't a crime. I'm not taking part in it. I don't like At any rate, this music. is this was like a long way of getting around to talking about why I'm drinking wine. But I'm drinking wine this time because I just got back. You know, I got home at like seven fifteen. We were started recording, you know, twenty minutes after that. I wanted something that's not going to like drop me on my ass quite as hard because I haven't had supper yet. And so I'm drinking Robert Mondavi, oh. um, which is the wine that's aged in whiskey barrels. Those are, you know, that new lineup is surprisingly good. Like, the, I the really board. like it. Yeah. So you introdu- introduced me to it. Um, and we had the cab salve down in Florida that's aged in bourbon barrels. Tonight, I've actually got the uh, the red blend. That's aged in rye barrels. Yeah, oh, it's rye. really good. Rye, rye barrels. Yeah,
0: wow, that's good. That's yeah. different. That's really different.
1: It's not bad. It's really good, actually. I like it. Yeah, because everything you're gonna you're gonna get the wood,
0: you're gonna get the char, you're gonna get this all this different stuff. Usually, you get more of the char in the wine than the rye, but I mean, the rye could go two different ways. You can get a little bit of a bitter, or you can get a sweet. I'm guessing that's
1: sweet. It's it's a little bit sweet, but it's not really sweet. It's actually way closer to like a Cabernet or like a really soft Merlot Interesting. than, you know, like a typical red blend, which is usually pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, you know, it's something else. Everybody
0: thinks you got to like pay an arm and a leg for like really good wine, and that's just not the case. Matter of fact, I wanted to mention to uh As a part of a drunken trail thing, I always say I want to start a trend for shit. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we did like reading out tweets and we were pretty good with that, but everything else I've been really shitty on. Like, you know, (laughs) my little toast to this. And I was like, we're going to try to make this a thing. And then I just fucking never did it again. But um, uh, one of the things I did want to do, because I'm into movies and everything, I was like, no, this is something I can keep on. Um, And I forgot to pick it up or to, to look up the title to make sure I don't get it wrong. But anyways, speaking of wine, um this is a movie that was made based upon uh the uh napa well i should say california wine but specifically napa valley uh becoming on the stage because before it was considered like swill. like you don't drink that you don't drink napa valley there's shit like why would you ever do that but when they did a blind taste test uh for awards and winning and all that stuff and they they entered in they finally entered in and they finally got it um they, I believe it was a part of the French judges on top of that, but they won. And the French judges were like, What? So, yeah. um, I'm looking at the title, it has Alan Rickman in it, and it's a really good movie. There's some like personal stuff where it's like, Oh, yeah, there's this relationship, blah 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 blah. blah. Who knows if that was real or not? I don't really care about it. What's really interesting is how they got the wine entered in and
1: um approved bottle shock. That's what it is bottle shock. So here's the stupid thing. And I've actually heard about that kind of thing. Um, You know, they, we put a lot of stock in you know, sommiers who are the people that are supposedly wine experts. Yeah. But what time and time again, they do tests on this where they give a sommier and like a really good sommier, someone that's been one for a long time. They give them taste tests and they ask them to compare a, expensive bottle of wine to an inexpensive bottle of wine and it turns out that a lot of the you know perceived quality in drinking wine actually comes from your perception of how expensive it is yeah and so sommeliers are consistently unable to tell the difference between expensive wine and not expensive wine if they think that it's expensive and Taco Bell did that with their own food. They, like, gave people their food,
0: but they gave it, like, a presentation. And people are like, exactly. oh, this is, this is amazing. This is, and they did, like, a whole commercial out of it. Yeah. And they're like, I'd pay, like, $15 for this. They're like, really?
1: Well, you can get it on their dollar menu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, this Robert Mondavi stuff is less than $10 for a bottle. Oh, nice. But That's good. That's it's good. awesome. It really is. And and I've you know, i had a couple really expensive bottles of wine before. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, maybe it's just because I don't drink that much wine, but honestly, I enjoy the $10 bottles just as much as I enjoy the expensive bottles.
0: Uh, so I got to point out some things that I totally forgot about. because when I watched it, I wasn't recognizing certain actors because <laughs> they weren't exactly super famous yet. Um, so this is in 2008, Bottle Shock. Chris Pine was the lead um, it shows. I mean, the original artwork was really playing up Alan Rickman because that was kind of like the most known person on the casting list. Sure. Next to next to Bill Pullman, huh? And then has Chris Pine in there, and Dennis Farina, and uh, oh, geez, who else we got? I am um, trying to see if anybody else I noticed that's like that our listeners might know about. But anyway, yeah, they uh, Freddie R- Rodriguez. Um, it's one of those kind of things if i say the name you don't know but if you see the face you're like oh yeah i've seen them in stuff uh but anyway yeah it's it here's the this quick synopsis the story of the early days of california wine making featuring uh the now infamous blind paris wine tasting of 1976 that has come to be known as the judgment of paris because it they basically picked this um uh, napa wine that they were like oh this is obviously french It's amazing da, da, da. and it's like nope but um, I can see, From I mean,
1: California,
0: it, it got middling meta score of 56. But when I watched it, I watched it for the wine, the development. Of course, Alan Rickman's freaking awesome acting along with Bill Pullman. Those two are awesome. Bill Pullman actually has another uh, movie that I recommend that's really a hole in the wall kind of thing. Mm. Um, but while I look that up, just guys, check out Bottle Shock. If you if you like movies and alcohol, get a good bottle of wine that you know you're going to love and drink it and have like a nice little what do they call it charcuterie now? That's the thing for a cheese Char- plate. Is it charcuterie or is it charcuterie? Whatever it is, get cut up a your board goddamn.
1: with meat and cheese and vegetables and shit like that on it.
0: Yeah, you know, get get yourself
1: a piece of plywood, throw, throw that on there and, and go for it. Uh, <laughs> or, I mean, do what Mel and I do because we don't get to go on date nights that often. We put the kids to bed. We turn on Netflix. We open a bottle of wine. Actually, now we open two bottles of wine because she can't drink red wine anymore. And I don't what? like drinking white wine. Yeah. So it gives her palpitations. Wow. Like heart problems. So
0: Samantha doesn't like um, red wine either. Like she doesn't like a lot of red wine, which is weird to me because I mean red wine to
1: me is way more palatable than white oh, wine. Yeah. Well, white wine gives me like really bad heartburn for some reason. Uh, it's Do you drink Chardonnay when you do? And That might be it. No, just, just dry. any kind of white wine, any yeah. kind of white wine. Because I love Riesling. Well, and that's the funny thing. I like kind of a drier red wine, but white wine gives me really bad heartburn. But at any rate, You know, then we open up some brie and we have like wheat thins and brie and wine and that's like our date night
0: there you go you know we should probably come up with like hey these are these are ways
1: to make a date night (laughs) we need to sort it by you know are you a couple with children are you a child free couple are you and just you know change the expectations accordingly depending on what bracket you fall in all right,
0: so I found the Bill Pullman comedy that's just really weird. It's called Spy Games, but apparently it was retitled as History is Made at Night. Okay. I don't, I don't know which running title to go with because I always knew it as Spy Games. So I don't know if they had to retitle it due to some sort of issue. But um, a romantic suspense comedy about CIA agent Harry Bill Pullman and SVR agent Natasha uh, fighting to save the world, their lives, and a secret love. In the post-Cold War Helsinki, so apparently, like they were trying to pass this code, and it was like a barcode or something like that, but they—it was inside of a porno. It, yeah, it's like this weird, <laughs> this weird uh, uh, movie, and I just remember thinking it was like hilarious. And it's Bull, Bill Pullman, Udo Kier, uh, Irene Jacob, a few other people, but um, not not a lot of names that are attached to it. But it just. I just remember seeing it and going, "Wow, this is pretty freaking funny." Oh, it's available on Amazon. Is it available on? Oh, it's Amazon. You got to buy it. All right, never mind. But
1: so you haven't said what kind of wine you're drinking yet, and I'm
0: curious. So um, I am drinking something I found at Kirklands, and I—I I, not Kirklands, Costco. It's not Kirklands. <laughs> I might as well call it Kirklands because that's what all their brand naming is. But anyways, I was—I was going through the huge amount of wine that uh, Costco has, and. This was called Cherry Pie Pinot Noir 2018. And it's sourced from several counties, uh, Monterey, which if you ever visit California, you got the time. Check out Monterey uh, County, Northern California. If you're in South California, you're not going to have the time. But Monterey County, Napa County, Santa Barbara County, it's cherry pie wines are a distinct expression of Pinot Noir with a strong sense of place, whatever the hell that means. Combining, yeah, yeah, combining three. They, well, they hire somebody to write this. Combining three counties, each its own distinct territory uh,
1: ter- Really, they didn't even say territory. They said terrier. Distinct terrier. <laughs> are We're we sure that's? Are we sure that's from Napa? Or are we? Or are we thinking that might be Chinese? Yeah, that sounds like a bad like wish <laughs> You know, you know uh, I am saying. You know, uh, please use nice. You know,
0: yeah, the brush, directions are right? all fucked up and it's like yeah. nail to wife.
1: What? Yeah. Cheer- Share. Please, <laughs> please you to use nice brush for brushing of teeth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, cherry mouth pot.
1: bones be so clean afterwards.
0: Well, <laughs> mouth bones. Um, cherry Pie Pinot Noir showcases the best of each county's unique flavor profile, which results in a juicy wine rich with flavors mm, juicy. of Bing cherries and raspberries and culminates into a long, silky, smooth sin- Okay, so here's, here's the deal. All that <laughs> bullshit aside, because that's what exactly that whole thing is. That's marketing. Uh, believe it or not, you are going to get a um, medium cherry... Taste to it, a dry finish. And if anybody doesn't know what that means, it's like when you drink it, you're gonna have like you just drink cranberry juice, a little dry snap to it, which I love. I love that. Um, I know I'm unique in that a lot of people hate it. I don't know why, unless you're a Kiani lover, which I am, so there you go. But I love that dry finish. Uh, but anyways, you get that 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 uh that feeling in your mouth. It's light. It's not something you would say like, oh, it's heavy. You would have this in winter, but it's not as light as something you'd have in summer. It's just like a cool evening. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the reason why I mention this is because red wine eventually is going to come down to its brass tacks. It's going to taste like red wine in a Pinot Noir style. Pinot Noir styles have uh, more body to them. The smooth, silky finish is the fact that it's not as heavy as other Pinot Noirs on its dry finish the thing is is that unless you drink wine often enough all that stuff i just said is not going to mean anything um so the only way you can best describe it is if you want to have a your wine with uh notes of it's kind of like cigar, cigar smokers like you have notes of this this and this do you want to smoke it or not um same thing with this wine it has notes of cherry you are going to get a kind of a cherry taste it's called cherry pie cuz they're trying to make it taste like cherry pie it does not taste like cherry pie it's going to taste it's going to taste good it's good pinot noir it's a pinot noir that if you're a Keanu lover you're going to want this pinot noir if you are not a Keanu lover you may not like this pinot noir if you've drank drank, drunk drink had other <laughs> pinot noirs
1: <laughs> um i'm almost polished this bottle off I'm uh, juicy. Yeah, they said juice. It's juicy. When they describe anything as juicy, it just makes me cringe just a little bit. It's moist. It may. Oh, it makes me think <laughs> of those those people that wear sweatpants that say juicy across the ass. You know. Just- you know, even when a hot girl does it, it's just fucking annoying. You know, I'll quote what one of my high school teachers once said, and he said, you know what? I don't care if it says Jesus loves you. It shouldn't say it across your ass. (laughs) Thank you, Neil Fencer. (laughs) Just put, like, on one cheek, tap, and the other uh, cheek, dat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The problem is you're going to have, like, some fucking mom buy it for a 13-year-old, and you're just, like, questioning existence. Yeah.
1: Why? Uh, Why?
0: So, um... Real quick, just as an update, in case uh, you're a podcast listener and you haven't yet checked out our YouTube, you need to check out the YouTube. What is that in the background?
1: That was me taking the cork out of my water. Okay, I thought so, but I was just like, I, I heard something before. Let me put it in front of the mic so that you can enjoy it as well. Yeah. ASMR. It sounded like a ratchet, like something ratchet. (laughs) That's why I was like, what the fuck is that? Welcome to the Drunken Trail ASMR channel, where we do various bar things in front of a microphone very quietly.
0: Oh, yeah. Bar things. They're known for being quiet. Yeah.
1: I'm going to shake this cocktail. Hey, you got Miller
0: Lite. You got Miller. Hey, hold on. I think
1: my wife. Is that my wife, girl? Okay. I think that's
0: two two Miller Lights. do Wait, hold on. (laughs) No, no. She wants a blue moon. Do you got oranges? It's like, Jesus, shut up.
1: This is the Drunken Trail Ass Mark Channel. <laughs> oh,
0: man. You thing is spit my mind.
1: Uh, that was disturbing. Next yes. on,
0: shut
1: <laughs> Listen to Ethan whisper into a microphone. <laughs>
0: You know, you could really fuck up somebody's psyche and be like, okay, we want you to stay in this room for uh, 24 hours. Now we're going to subjugate you to uh, a noise, and that noise <laughs> is going to affect your sleep. We're well, going to put sensors on you to see how that noise is, and then all
1: of a sudden you queue up your voice. How are you doing? <laughs> just- yeah. I'm going to now just list off
0: vermouth. Vermouth. <laughs> vermouth.
1: I'm just going to say bar things for a, a little bar while. Bar things. Yeah. bar things <laughs> underpaid staff under oh, waiters. <laughs> this took a super weird turn I mean I'm here I for mean, it but at the same time you know that sounds like an orgy I'm here for it but it took a weird turn woo.
0: please excuse the elevator music listeners this episode has jokes and talks about jokes that may be offensive to some so we wanted to give you a trigger warning right here and now Listener discretion is
1: advised. <laughs> so oh, which guy. reminds me of some of the stand up I've been watching recently. She, uh... oh, yeah. What stand up is that? So I've been watching some up and coming comedians on YouTube lately. Speaking of orgy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots <laughs> of that shit. Um, no, like seriously, though, they, they, some of the, new up and coming guys. And, and on the one hand, they are pretty funny. Yeah. Um, And on the other hand, I can't help but kind of think that they're kind of going for the cheap laughs um, because it's a lot of stuff about like their hookup stories and shit like that, which is fine. If that's what you want to make the subject of your set, you know, that it's your choice. You're, you're the comedian. That's good. But at the same time, if that's all you talk about, if all you talk about is your hookup stuff, you're quickly turning into like a one trick pony. You know what I mean? And on top of that, instead of actually telling like genuinely funny stories and they are pretty funny, let's be honest with ourselves. But at the same time, if if it's like cussing in a uh, comedy set, people are going to laugh at you and they might be laughing because what you're saying is funny, but they might also just be laughing because what you're saying is dirty. You know, you got that, and th- there's always
0: that aura when they're in a, a tape session where it's like a big thing, and and you have that expectation, like your mindset's already there to laugh. Like, oh, I know yeah. this is going to be funny, so I'm going to laugh at this. Exactly, like, because you want it. You like you paid the expensive ticket. You're you're like, I want to enjoy myself. You're not you're not going to like come over to Chuckles and we'll give you two for one on domestics.
1: Right. Exactly. So anyway, I don't know. These guys are these these folks are funny, but. I think part of it is part of the reason why they are funny is because they are kind of so outrageous in what they're saying, which, you know, there's a there's a place for that. Well, that's why I'm a big Bill Burr fan, because he expands, like,
0: everything, everything. Right. He actually doesn't talk a lot about sex and stuff like that. He just, you know, right. Everything that mean, annoys him.
1: What's funny about Bill Burr is just the outrageousness of his rage, you know, um, is it really that outrageous? i mean i'm like relatable i didn't didn't say it's not understandable i just said that you know he's willing to you know go in directions that a lot you know he's he says what people are thinking which is why what makes him so funny and relatable that helicopter story my god it's one of my favorites (laughs) where he's
0: just talking about the guy supermanning out of the damn helicopter and he's like what
1: no no (laughs) see for see for me i thought he was okay but i almost thought he was almost too angry. Oh, well, you don't want to see blue black then? <laughs> oh, I, I know about Lewis black, but at the same time, you know, like if, if you've got one setting and everything is outraged, then it, it kind of, you know, kind of wears down well, after a while, you know, yeah, the thing is, is that you, you, that's a genuine thing. He goes to therapy for
0: <laughs> and uh, wow. he, he talks about it with, um, oh my God, I just forgot. Uh, thank you. Yeah. He talks about it with him. and He talks about it with some other comedians. And um, where he's like, yeah, you know, um, there's a certain point where, like, I, I, what was it he said? He said he was walking down the street. Well, first, his daughter. That's one thing. Like, he didn't think he was going to have kids. And all of a sudden, he has a daughter. And I was like, oh, shit. I got to make mm-hmm. sure to, you know, bring it in. And then the other thing was, is that um, he was walking down the street. And he was so mad at something. He was talking to himself. And <laughs> people were looking at him. He's like, fuck so i'm doing this out loud yeah like he actually goes in and be like yeah i need to i need to work on this and um so he's still a mad guy but he's not like i i mean the reason why i think it's relatable is cause that it, it's one of those things where i get where he's coming from i can get pissed off way too easily and it's something that's even running my family and like he talks right. about in his family, like it basically was passed down and it pa- it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he doesn't want to pass down to his daughter. So he's trying to work on it. Uh, matter of fact, one of his standups, he talks about where like his wife, I forget, for some reason, his, his now wife, his then girlfriend hit him for some reason. And he's just like clicked. And he's like, uh, no, no, you get one. <laughs> he's yeah. like, that's That was another wake up call where his brain kind of tweaked on him a little bit, but he didn't act on it. But yeah, there's like there's some um uh interesting things where it's like if you are a person with anger issues, you can kind of laugh at yourself. You can kind of look at it but realize that hey, maybe that's your you know, the next step and I haven't gotten that bad. Uh I I know it was um significant enough to where one of my buddies who I thought like thought of me as being decently normal when I told him I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to the doctor to see if I can fix some low T like it's not that low. It's like barely, but you know, this might help, you know, this might help out with some things, whatever. He's like, you know what? You're already aggressive enough. You don't need to be more aggressive. Now they right. give you perspective on this guy. uh, When I first got to know him and we started to become friends, he was mad at this other guy that basically screwed him over in this business deal. And he got so mad. He was kind of like, you know what? would you be up for putting on some ski masks and beating the shit out of them later? You know? And I'm like, <laughs> sure, man, why not? Uh, and I didn't know how far I was just like, let's see how, I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, let's see how far this goes. I don't know why I agree. Cause I was like, I don't know if I will, but I'm just going to say, yes, I will. And he never talked to me uh, more about it. I think he's just venting, honestly. But right. uh, to me, I was like, this could be a fun time. Um <laughs> But uh, then when he that same guy said, yeah, man, you know, you don't need to be any more aggressive. I'm glad you're on my side. I'm like, oh, shit. Am I that bad? God. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife, I mean, Samantha deals me, and I don't know how. Like, I'm, I'm super, super lucky to be married to her. Like, I never, I never directed towards her. It's always against inanimate objects that have pissed me off or somebody who's pissed me off, and I'm venting. <laughs> so...
1: But, you know, the the way I look at comedy is, you know, I well, so I saw a thing with Steve Martin once where he was talking about comedy and he was talking to a bunch of sort of new comedians. And he was like, listen, if you're going to say fuck in your set, make sure you're saying it for a reason, because it really is the best thing you can be saying at that point. yeah Don't be saying fuck just because, you know, it's going to get the cheap laugh from the audience. Yeah. And so I guess I just look at these comedians and and you know, maybe part of it is that, you know, I am watching clips of them on YouTube where they're trying to promote their larger set. So maybe these are just kind of the clips that they know will reel people in. But it's all the same kind of shit where it's like, look how crazy outrageously crazy my sex life is. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's getting them the laughs, but is it really, you know, the thing that's funny, or is it just funny because it's so outrageous, you know? So do you follow Netflix as a joke on Instagram? A little bit, yeah. So one of
0: the things they put out was from um, this new Asian com- comedian, and I think you'll enjoy it because it doesn't do that. He talks about more of the culture and how it's interesting, and the fact that he's like, "Yeah, I got married," but the problem is, is that like our parents were using that as their OG Instagram, so yeah. we had three places we had to get married to, and <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not even from Kwa- what is it Kuala Lumpur." In Malaysia. And he's like, he's like, we all went there because that's the place that everybody could pronounce and they could brag about how's this going? He's like, this is stuff they would go up to you and say stuff to your face that you wouldn't say online. <laughs> and so yeah. it was funny. And like you said, he, he dropped uh, uh swear words to punctuate certain things and it would made it yeah. hilarious. And that's why I like Louis Black. It's it's he punctuates in a certain way. And George Clark, the only people who could flip it on his face was George Carlin, where it's like, no, no, no we're going to talk about language and we're going to laugh about it. Yeah. And um, that's where the only comedian who's actually been able to do
1: that in a way that works. Well, and see, I, I should say I'm not a prude. I don't have any problem with you know comedians talking about this stuff or cussing. It's just. For me, it's more of like a, you know, I, I kind of used to be a comedian, you know, and so for me, it's kind of like a trade thing that I take seriously, you know? Yeah. Well, it gets to
0: be lazy when you see the newer ones come out, and uh, it's just no different than I send you jokes. I'm like, hey, man, I just thought of this joke, and holy shit. So yeah. let's let's
1: talk about the worst joke ever. Oh, are we going to talk about the... The flight. no.
0: The the quick, punchy joke that is so wrong, especially in today's world, that came in my mind, but it was a terrible, terrible joke, and you should never tell anybody, but here it goes. So, uh, you've heard of a flight of beers, so what would you call a flight of shots? Oh, God. That joke. That joke that is so like cutting right to the bone without saying a curse word because it's, it's, I don't know, it wouldn't be considered blue humor.
1: That's aristocrats. What would mm-hmm. this could be? This is like,
0: this is like humor that you
1: might as well tell people because you are doing the ultimate clickbait shit right now.
0: <laughs> this could be like an intro, like 20 seconds. All right. Now so this-
1: everybody's going to be like, what are they talking about? Right. I don't get it.
0: I don't advise saying this joke at ad- all that is what i'm gonna say it is a joke sometimes i think of jokes and they're so terrible that i'm like no i can't say this they can't say Uh, this This is bad and this
1: is a this is a nick rose original right yeah i haven't heard it anywhere else
0: maybe somebody else has come up with it i don't know if they did they kept it to themselves or nobody popular enough put it online or whatever because here's the thing it's a very bad joke it is terrible (laughs) because of today's times if you said this joke in 1994 when postal workers were the only person who did this, then it'd be like, tee-hee, ha-ha, yeah, funny, postal workers do that shit. Not high school kids. So, here's the joke. You go up to a person, hey, you know, you heard of a flight of beers, but have you heard what you call a flight of shots? No, I haven't heard I don't what, know, Nick. What do you call a flight of shots? A mass shooting. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it still hurt. You already Ugh. knew the jokes, it, Here's the thing that's so fucked up about that joke, it is you knew it already. You knew the punchline. It still's like, God
1: damn it. Uh, it! Just socks you right between the eyes, you know, and
0: I don't. Then and, you just
1: kind of feel it running down oh. your face, kind of shit. Afterwards,
0: <laughs> you made that sexual. Yeah, word.
1: yeah, I did. You're right.
0: That's another mass shooting.
1: Um. Oh, <laughs> oh and what? somehow that's worse I don't, <laughs> I don't advise
0: any of these jokes okay it's just a, it's just it's untimely it's just like when gilbert godfrey did a joke right after fukushima and got lambasted you got to <laughs> understand how comedians think holy it's, shit yeah it, like it's instantaneous <laughs> they're like oh man i just thought of that it's a really good one even though it's terrible and it's not in, you know it's not within time and it's too soon some people put it out there too soon too quickly The problem is, is this 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 epidemic, not pandemic epidemic in the United States with shootings and everything else is still going on. and It's getting to the point where even South Park does it as social satire because it's so common. And um, the thing is, is that you're going to lose your mind if you don't crack a joke or two. Now, to give you an example, I don't know if I remember telling you, did I tell you what Matt TV did one time?
1: No. Okay, so I haven't, I haven't seen Mad
0: TV since college. HBO Max has all of them. And so Samantha and I have been watching all of them. And I, you know, stuff like that, when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is, cr- you know, I, you know, this is actually pretty funny, blah, blah, blah. Some things are over the top, whatever. But some of their jokes they would throw out there, holy shit because they knew they were like they're not i'm not snl i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna do whatever so we're not in prime time we're yeah mid-afternoon introduction one of the guys walks up like hey guys we got a great show for you we're gonna blow up this roof like it's oklahoma city
1: holy shit
0: that was a joke that introduced the show and i'm like even i was like whoa whoa and i'm like samantha did you hear that did you hear that and she's like, no, I didn't hear. It. What did they say? I'm like, oh, man, they just said, you know, this this uh, this uh, show is going to blow the roof like Oklahoma City. By the way, youngsters, Oklahoma City bombing. Look it up. A couple of white supremacists blew up a building and also killed kids.
1: So the stupid thing is I actually remember the Oklahoma City bombing. I was in kindergarten. That's how big it was. Like, do you have many memories from kindergarten? Uh, I don't either. I remember the Berlin Wall falling down. Okay. Oh, damn. That
0: was that was my kindergarten thing, some well, my you know parents being well, my dad being Polish
1: American, you know that was a big deal to watch that um so I remember sitting in the school library as a kindergartner, um, and we were coloring like we were drawing on paper, and my little buddy sitting next to me looks over at me and goes, "Oh, so what do you think, Ethan? do you think Timothy McVeigh should get the death penalty? Oh no kidding, we were in fucking kindergarten dude. All right, like so, this is the thing that our parents were talking about at the dinner table in front of us, thinking that we weren't listening.
0: Yeah, I was in when it when it occurred. I was in fourth grade, about to go into fifth.
1: How old are you? Uh,
0: thirty six. We went on thirty seven. Oh,
1: so maybe it wasn't kindergarten. Maybe I was gonna was say like second yeah, like, grade.
0: I was like, this is this happened in April nineteenth, nineteen ninety 902 a.m.
1: Okay, so it was definitely, maybe it was second grade, but one way or another, it was like, yeah, we were elementary school kids, and we were discussing whether or not Timothy McVeigh was going to get electrocuted, you know?
0: Well, I mean, my parents were like, well, they're white supremacists, I and mean, just take care of them. Uh, so, here, okay, so speaking of crazy things in elementary, you mentioned second grade, and it keyed in on something on me. Uh, do you ever have those experiences where it's like, I almost died, like, in they, my parents never really <laughs> emphasized like how lucky I was.
1: Um, I don't think I ever. Well, so I had appendicitis in fifth grade, and it actually popped. Oh wow! Um, and I needed like I was like in the hospital for two weeks and shit. But I don't know. I ne- I never really felt like I was like circling the drain, so to speak. All right, so. True story. I got sick, and I think it was
0: the flu or something like that. But I, w- I just remember. There's a couple things I remember. One, I was out for two weeks from second grade, and I remember there was a kick cur- a ca- almost sounded like uh, Cleveland from Family Guy. I was about to say, "Curl, <laughs> Curl Burnett," um, Carol Burnett uh, special. Uh, that was going on at the time, so that tells you how freaking. Old I am right there, (laughs) uh. So, anyways, it. it, it, I just remember I wanted to watch it. It looked funny. I remember laughing. That was funny. Again, aging myself. Um, and I was looking at the TV and I couldn't stay awake. Like I was like watery eyed. I'm like, oh look, it's the show, Uh, and I passed out again. And I (laughs) kept sleeping on and off for like days on end, and then my. Second grade teacher, Ms. Robinson, was like, Yeah, we were really worried about him if he was going to come back. <laughs> and I was like, At second grader, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm glad I'm here. You know, you're not, you're just totally out to lunch. You don't know if you're dying or living or whatever. And, uh, or if it's like severe earaches or whatever is going on. You're just like, Hey, this is, this is going, you know, you think you're invincible. Right. You, you don't die. You're a second grader. <laughs> so, anyways, um, as an like as an adult remembering those things, I was like, "Yeah, I remember I was sick one time for like two weeks." You know what? That sounds very serious, actually. Um, <laughs> like, so it's these weird things that um, that you kind of remember, and and when you talk about them, you're like, "Oh, you know, this stuff actually happened." Um, you know, I realize we've we've trailed off on so many different things so easily today. And I'm glad because I didn't really have much to talk about. I didn't have any. I didn't have any planning whatsoever, except for I have this wine, and then you ended up having wine, and somehow we talked about Oklahoma City bombing, terrible jokes, comedians, everything else. This is what Drunken Trail is all about.
1: Hey, this is the drunk. No, this isn't the Drunken Trail lifestyle. This is the Drunken Trail. Uh, this is what we go for. Yeah, Yay. pretty much. Ta-da. So,
0: um, I just wanted to bring up, uh, if anybody was paying attention to Twitter or Facebook, sorry about the missing crawl video. that now I'm like two months behind on the soap was made. It's gorgeous, but I never got to show you how to make it. Uh, and it smells good too. They rhyme in rum, uh, rum, not lum, rum. Lum bay bay lime and hey,
1: he's having a stronk <laughs> uh
0: so yeah I've seen that like people are going stonks
1: and stronks. So the stronk thing actually comes from a meme. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing meme where it's like, name is Bond, James Bond. Yeah, I saw that you okay. Know, yeah. Call a Bondy Balance having a stronk, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's where that comes from.
0: Yeah, because they're mixing up the words and everything else, and it's all jacked up. And uh, I remember seeing uh, Is This Flavor Town group on Facebook, which is, I recommend. If you can get into that, it's hilarious. It's awesome. People talk about food they love and make, and people also like to to, uh, screw around and show stuff that's like just terrible. Um, But anyway, yeah, like somebody put down some sort of why they're not. I don't know not, why they're not hiring or something like that, but essentially it um, was so badly worded that the person was like, look, I had to read this like four or five times and I think I'm, I'm having a stroke."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in all seriousness, strokes are super weird. And, um, We actually so like the whole like their words getting jumbled up and not making sense. Yeah. Is actually common enough that it's earned itself a nickname. Um, we call it word salad. That they're like That's kind of bad
0: because they're like, like, Oh, they're having word salad. Oh, okay, it's not serious.
1: No, no, that, but that's the thing. When we see somebody having word salad, that's actually like a major tip off to us that something is seriously wrong. Yeah. And like, it's, it can go either direction. So if they normally have word salad and they still have word salad, then we're not as worried as about that because that's like baseline. Yeah. Like when you have somebody that's really deep into like dementia or Alzheimer's or had like a really big stroke in the past, some of them have just like permanent word salad after that. But, like, when we see somebody that suddenly has word salad that normally sounds normal, um, we pay pretty close attention to that. Yeah, there's actually a really good uh, use case where a reporter was
0: talking uh, on the scene and all of a sudden she was like gibberish. And I think she had a mini stroke or something like that, but she was a healthy female that just
1: all of a sudden mini stroke. I mean, so mini strokes are like the precursor to the big one if somebody has like a mini stroke they are like really likely to have a major stroke in the next like couple months and and the thing is is that i can't remember what
0: exactly was the the underlying cause but and when you look at a healthy female that's doing great the first thing i think of is like birth control caused a clot um i mean there's
1: so many causes of i mean of clots so many things cause clots yeah it's it's really hard to pin it down but yeah she needs to keep an eye on that because in all seriousness if you have a mini stroke you stand a major chance of having a like huge stroke very soon afterwards it's like a warning shot kind of thing god damn it folks um the Drunken Trail does not constitute medical advice. If you have uh, medical problems or you have you know physical things that you're not sure about, you should consult yeah, your doctor. Yeah. Well, and the, if you are having chest pain, trouble breathing, or difficulty with anything else, you should call nine one one and go to the emergency room.
0: No, my goddamn, I was like how immature I was. I was like, if any stroke, to a large stroke, and you, you know you could lead to a, a what what did you say, major shot or something? Uh, it's like a warning shot, warning I shot. Yeah. was like, oh and the first thing I was like a mini stroke going to a larger stroke that ends up to a mini shot or a major shot. Uh, it's a it's a oh, damn it. What'd you say again?
1: Are 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 you having a stroke? Are you okay?
0: I have early onset. Don't give a fuckia. Um. So no. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't
0: give a fucking itis. Yeah. No. I. it No. Actually. Um. I wonder sometimes if my my concussions as a youngster. Um. Well, I say youngster, but God, I sound old now. Uh, teens and, and, uh, as a kid, like I know it affected my short term memory. Like if someone tells me their name, I'm like, "Eh, it's gone. I have to know you. (laughs) Um, and it's really bad. Like I have this one student that comes up to me. Hey, do you remember my name? It's, it's such and such. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll try to remember that. I'll try to remember. Now granted I have 600 kids. So yeah. But when you have a kid that tells you like three times, it still doesn't stick. It's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Maybe I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that made me cue in on it is the fact it's like one of those things where uh you don't know what you have until you run into somebody who has the same thing and actually has been diagnosed. So that I ran into this guy who worked for Verizon Corporate. He was a uh, ex-hockey player. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got to say a name three times over and over again. And then it somehow sticks. But
1: yeah, I've had too many concussions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, there there is something to be said for that. Now, there are also certain types of people that just do not remember names. Yeah. And I'm absolutely one of them as well. I, to my knowledge, I've never had a concussion. But like, honestly, I really struggle to remember names. It's it's that. And then, well, the, to put it for
0: those listening again, Google, it's all your doctor, blah, blah, blah. Um, the,
1: boiler plate, boiler plate, boiler plate. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other thing is, too, is like if Samantha's trying to tell me something important, important. oh, my gosh, <laughs> important, uh, I have to make sure I'm looking at her when she tells me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if something makes me squirrel out. And the thing is, I don't have like ADD or ADHD or so. Like some people are like, oh, that sounds like this. No, it's not that. Um, it's 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 just something where it's like I have to make sure if it's important, I'm looking at her so I get it because she'll be like, I told you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Yeah, I don't remember that. We've yeah. got yeah, like I've gotten. I hate to say this. I've gotten arguments about it. I'm like, no, I didn't. Man. What the fuck? You? you never told me what you do. You tell me all the way back in the bedroom while I was in the living room. And you thought you told me because she's done that too. So you know, right? Fair is fair on that one. But because uh, I remember one time she's like, yeah, I was in the bedroom and you're in the living room. I'm like, how the hell do you think I'm gonna remember that? Yeah, <laughs> or even hear it. But um, yeah, those things where I like, I feel bad. I'm like, uh, yeah. And then the thing is, is like <laughs> Samantha has um ADD, so uh if i catch her at the wrong time during her like when she's medicating <laughs> like whether medication it's
1: like yeah that, that shit is <laughs> yeah no we, we didn't get that <laughs> well and so i you know i have add as well and and if there's like a screen in my vicinity so like a television or something like that yeah yeah you've lost me i uh, like if i can see the tv and you start trying to talk to me I'm going to have a really hard time actually hearing what you're saying. And that's the thing. I think we, you know, honestly, everybody
0: should talk about what is going on, especially with a a competent doctor who will listen. Um, Because the thing is, and I say that those caveats, because sometimes you run into people like, look, they see so many patients a day. They're not going to pick up on those
1: cues. Um, But you need need a primary care doctor. You need a doctor that follows you. Yeah, um, and that takes the time to kind of get to know you. And I know it's hard to find that in today's life, but at the same time, it's possible. You yeah. need to have a you need to have a doctor that follows you, um, that you see you know at least once a year, kind of thing. Um, Otherwise, you're okay. You, up... oh, well, yeah, and and if you just if your if your way of dealing with your healthcare problems is you know just go into the emergency room or something like that, I mean, I get it. For a lot of people, that's their safety net. But at the same time, if all you're seeing is the emergency room doctor, all that that emergency room doctor cares about is the thing that's going to kill you in like the next five minutes to one day. Yeah. Honestly, beyond that, he doesn't give a fuck. Or like the urgent care, it's like, do you need antibiotics? Do you need an antiviral? Do you need to patch something up?
0: Let's get you. And those
1: little doc, the, the urgent care doc in the box, what they care about is patient approval. Yeah. All right. Like if they don't get, you know good ratings from the patients they see they don't have a job anymore and so what that means is they're just going to give you whatever you ask for if you walk in there and you're like hey I think I need an antibiotic they're going to be like oh okay that sounds good don't even do that maybe, folks <laughs> yeah even if it's not maybe the best medical practice they're not going to tell you the truth and and tell you what you need to hear they're going to tell you what you want to hear because they know if they don't tell you what you want to hear and you write, Oh, I would not suggest their practice to other people. Then they're going to lose their jobs. Yeah. And here's the thing about that. Um,
0: my school district is solely based on that. Yeah. Medical. And the thing is, is that they, it could be, here's the thing. I'm not going to knock urgent care because there is a ad advantage to that,
1: but if oh, there you, absolutely is a place for urgent care. But
0: yeah, anyway, the problem is, is that if you're a hypochondriac and for those of you who are like, I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm like, uh, ask your friends, ask your friends if you're hypochondriac. you know, especially the one that's brutally honest. And they say, yeah, you kind of talk about your illnesses a lot. That's going to be a detriment to you. But if you're mm-hmm. somebody who's been around the hospitals or something like that, like yourself, like as an EMT, if you're like, look, man, I'm thinking it's this, that's going to help out the
1: urgent care. Oh, okay. Bam, bam. Bam. Oh yeah. And see, that's how, so when we lived in Richmond, we had a place called patient first and patient first is awesome. But that's how we used it. You know, I would go in there on days where I was sick or whatever and walk in and be like, listen, man, I am coughing up a lung. I am running a fever. I'm bringing up green snot. I very clearly have bronchitis. Just can I get a script and a note for work? Exactly. That kind of shit. You know, And, and so that worked out, you know, or, you know, I'd go in there with Eli and I'd be like, hey, doc, he's got, you know, he's got X, Y, and Z and I just need, you know. I need some antibiotics for him because he's showing symptoms of an ear infection. Again, he sees a lot. It's the same thing. This is what I need. But my point is, if you're going in there for primary care, not only are they more c- concerned about making you happy than they are about actually treating your long term conditions, but you're not going to see the same doctor every time. So every time it's going to be like starting from scratch. That's the shitty part, because the thing is, is that I know. And OK,
0: now I have a little bit of low T, but in three or four years. Yeah, I need that hormone replacement. Yeah. And um, I know some people are like, no, you age gracefully. I'm not that kind of person.
1: <laughs> well, but see, and see, the point is that your doctor knows you. So you go into your doctor with an issue and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you having issues with that in the past. You know, let's you know, I don't have to start from scratch with you because I've been following you for the past two years or whatever.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, funny you mentioned that, too, because like nearby, um, even my workplace, uh, my primary care doctor is there. And I'm kind of like, you know, um, Maybe I should rejoin him and everything. Cause it's been a while since I've seen him like a long while. Mm-hmm. Hey, cause he's one of those guys like, look, you're young. What the fuck do I
1: care?
0: <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> and so I, and I get to that to a point, but after a while, it's kind of like, dude, uh, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: uh, I, I think I need a checkup a little bit more often.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that I'm at 36, it's, it's all right. I mean, the last time I saw him, I was in my twenties. So that, that gives you perspective, but um, yeah, and the funny thing is, he actually prescribes a uh, medical marijuana. So I'm kind of like, damn, two for one sale. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing, I mean, that's a whole other thing. What the fuck is going on? I'm trying to figure out why it is taking so long for Florida to jump on the bandwagon when you got money involved. You got all this other stuff. Even the corru- I'm like, dude, even the corruption is like, what are you waiting for? Because there's some corruption going on that's pushing for the medical marijuana industry
1: and legalization. I mean, I can answer that. You've got Ron DeSantis as a governor.
0: Yeah, like I, I think he's got interest in against it somehow.
1: Uh, oh yeah, he's a fucking Republican. He they don't want. Well, Boehner he, he, was trying to get it. Yeah, but you think about DeSantis, and you know, you think about the Republican establishment. If you make marijuana the kind of thing that you don't have to incarcerate people for, oh, all of a sudden there's a lot of business interest in incarcerated people. True, true, true. Like, think about the money that's involved in private prisons and keeping people in jail.
0: Yeah, because Matt Gatz was all for it uh-huh,
1: wherever he's. Yeah,
0: because by the way, it, I saw another article. It's like, yeah, indicted, uh, indictments imminent, and we don't know why he's traveling around trying to do something. Like he should be holding away and trying to figure out how to fight this, and said he's going on tour, and I'm like, holy cow, like I what this guy is doing everything stupidly, but. Um, Which- which reminds me, I haven't seen shit about that recently. Um, It's going to come out. Oh, uh, speaking of things coming out, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates with their divorce, right? Yeah. I was listening to radio, and um, they kind of talked about some new details that I did not know. It didn't hit the wire for some reason. But the reason why she divorced him wasn't because, like, oh, you know, we're just not getting along. Well, he was linked to Epstein, and apparently whatever was there... Made her immediately go to lawyers in 2019-18. Mm. And uh, start start saying, hey, uh, I wanted to get divorced from this guy. And uh, so I'm like, wait a second. What did she find out back then that was connected to Epstein with Bill Gates that made her say no more? Right. Like, like there's something, like, even the radio show guy was like, there's something, that like, even if there's a, like, hey... Yeah, you were you were seen with this guy, but it was a party like there's a lot of people there. There's something more to it that made her go the hell with this. I'm out. Yeah, because apparently this divorce was long time
1: coming. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's going to be something that's going to be really dangerous to uh, speculate about. <laughs>
0: I, I, yeah, I'm not going to really look into it farther than it's like, what is, sh- what would, what would make this person jump from a, what was it, 26 years? 23, I think. Yeah, something, something, something
1: like that. Pretty close.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, it was, you know, I mean, you're talking substantial invested time with a person. And right. basically, you're saying like, I never really knew you. Bye bye. Yeah, that's that is that is weird, because once you get I'll tell you guys, I mean, with the exception of like 40 year 40s in your 40s, where you might have like a midlife crisis, which I mean, I've been having midlife crisis since I was in my 20s. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, um, I I wonder there's got to be something more because, I mean, you're not going to really change as a person without something crazy happening.
1: Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that is strange.
0: But other than that, that takes us right to the end. Believe it or not, we're already done with the show. There it is, folks. Yeah. We used to go amazing. on and on with the Political Point podcast. It'd be like, all right, we got a two-hour episode for you.
1: We'd just be getting into the uh, statistics at this point.
0: Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, well, we talked about a divorce. We talked about uh, pop-up or not pop-up, but uh, your your um, urgent cares. We talked about um, wine. We talked about comedians. We talked about, I mean, this is what I love about the drunken trail. This is why, you know, I switched over because I was like, we can
1: still talk about politics in the drunken trail. It's a nice wide ranging conversation.
0: Yeah. Cause like what I noticed is we were trying to keep it back to politics NPR style and but we kept on wanting to talk about other things and we were always right. drink, and I was just like you know this we got to switch it up
1: we got to switch this it could up. be a lot more fun yeah
0: yeah so uh all right guys hey don't forget check out Com. we got our patreon on there if you want to be uh donating to us uh, $5 is all it is of course you don't have to donate every month you can always just donate once and then just cancel uh, it is not an issue it's pretty easy Don't forget to check out uh, at the drunken trail with Facebook and at drunken trail on Twitter. I just got to point out the fact that I I find it funny that it's so easy for me to do this outro, but yet when I do the actual (laughs) voiceover outro, it's a pain in the ass and I always fuck up. But anyway, um, if you only knew the takes, the takes sometimes that just, (sighs) but uh, I believe it. I believe it. You can follow us on uh, uh, also on YouTube, With the drunken trail. And don't forget, Ethan and Mel do cocktails. And eventually, the crawl will have another episode besides just one. Um, As soon as I can not fuck it up so badly. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully, well, you know, I I don't know if you saw the comment that I made to uh, Mel, but I was like, yeah, you know, we have a wine bar that's pretty trippy. Uh, I can get in contact with the owner pretty easily and, and have it like a special. And my wife and I can, you know, sit down and do it. And so. Maybe that'll be the next one. That or That'd be awesome. How to make ginger beer or both. That'd be cool. Anyway, cool. Um, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the real Nick Rose. And also you can check out Ethan at NRP And that's the end of it. It was an I E. Uh, if you've enjoyed your time with us today, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to rate us. If you have the option, like an Apple Um, Some of them don't. Some of them do. And uh, spread the word. Spread the word uh, to your friends that uh, we exist. Um, So far, some people have done that, and we appreciate you. We've seen a little uptick, but uh, we need more, of course. And uh, we hope to give you more and better content for days to come. Anything on your side, bud?
1: Uh, If you ask well enough, we might give you an ASMR channel.
0: (laughs) <laughs> if you want an ASMR channel, Ethan will provide it to you. As I will be too drunk to
1: do
0: it. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm, I'll say
1: weird things in your ears.
0: I'm honestly got to God, too. like. I just I don't get that shit. I don't know.
1: You don't have to. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I I want people to whisper in my ear. Like, well, it's not it's not as bad as Japanese bathtub vomit, but you know. I didn't need that alright guys thanks for listening and take care this has been the Drunken Trail podcast be sure to follow us on Facebook at the Drunken Trail and on Twitter at Drunken Trail also subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out Ethan and Mel Duke cocktails just look up the Drunken Trail as always thank you for listening